Welcome to the weekly message from Rama Family Church. It is our hope that as you listen to this message, you will come to know Jesus better and be established in your faith and equipped for the work of the ministry. You can view the sermon notes and listen online at rhema.org.au forward slash media. You know, when I was growing up, uh, my dad was a, a pastor, a Pentecostal pastor. And um, there were five of us kids in the end, you know, there was four at first, and then one came along lately. And um, anyway, it was a, it was a nice environment to grow up in, and um, we would have people come to our church, ministers come to our church, that were missionaries, perhaps in other places of the world. And something that my dad let us do, us kids do, is as long as as stories were being told around the table at night, they'd let us sit up and listen. Uh, because there's something very, very uh, precious, more, more precious than what you could put a price tag on, with what uh, is transmitted in those stories, a real-life interaction with a living God. And so when I was little, I remember growing up hearing stories from people that had worked and walked with God in the jungles of Panama and Africa and Asia and and so around the table at night, you know, we'd be listening to all of these stories just glued on them. We didn't have a TV in those days, so our imagination was huge and they would tell stories of what they've seen God do and how they were able to work with God in all kinds of different situations and many of them impossible situations and seeing God be God. I remember my heart being so, uh, so stirred up, you know, and excited like people can literally know God like this. I remember seeing uh, my dad and watching my dad pray in our home. He didn't just pray in church. He also prayed at home and he prayed in the car, you know, just like uh, what was uh, declared over you guys that as you're going, as you're as sitting up and going to bed and all that. Um, I, I remember seeing my dad pray. And then years later, when I came to Ramah uh, to go to Bible school, uh, one of the instructors there, Kenneth E. Hagen, uh, was instructing, and I would hear him talk about God, listen to this, as though he actually knew him. Not just a Bible doctrine or a teaching, a great teaching, but beyond even a great teaching. He talked of him in personal relationship, in interaction. I remember what it did to my heart that if it could happen with with him, with my dad, with those people that I admired and recognized that there was a relationship with God, could it could it happen with me? Could I have that? I want that. Do you know there was a time before Jesus came when that wasn't a possibility? It wasn't even a possibility. The people who knew God 
and interacted with God couldn't even do as we do as sons and daughters of God. They could only do it as a servant of God, but at least there was interaction. But that was only priests and prophets. And that was even limited. Or people that that God had and began a, a covenant with. But oh my, in this covenant. I'm going to just start a prayer right here. Father God, I just thank you for our gathering together and what you've put on this table for today about knowing you. And Father, I lift up a promise that was given through one of your prophets as he looked with a prophetic eye into the time that we are living in since Jesus has come and died and was buried when the, when the prophet Jeremiah said that there will come a time when all can know him, everyone can know him, not just some people, but a work is going to be done that will give access to anybody. And the words that that prophet used was from the least to the greatest. A child can know God. An old person can know God. Every demographic can know God. No one is to be excluded from a personal relationship with God. And so, Father, as we we look into your word today, we're asking that the Holy Spirit, who really makes God real, would help us to hear and to take what we need to make a step. (laughs) You said if we would draw near to you, you would draw near to us and help us to do it today in Jesus' name. Amen. So what we're calling this today is can I really know God? Can I really know God? And as I said, I saw him, you know, in my, in my dad. And then I was thinking as, as I was working on this um, about the terminology that was used primarily in the Old Testament. But he was known, you know, there's so many different names of God. But one of the names of God is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Well, that's generational God. So It's wonderful that Abraham knew God. But what was even more wonderful is that his son Isaac also knew God. And then what was amazing is that the grandson, Jacob, came to know God. And we're going to talk about Jacob today. Jacob had issues. So that's all helpful for us. But it isn't enough that my daddy knew God and knows God. It's not enough. That doesn't help me. He lives on the other side of the world. I can have a relationship. And so our question is, can I really know God? John, the first chapter in verse 11, it says about Jesus, he came to the very people he created and those who should have recognized him, but they didn't receive him. So God actually, in verse 14 of that same chapter, says he was 
in the flesh. He dwelt among us. So God actually dwelt among people and they didn't even recognize him or they didn't even know he was there. So we're going to talk about another person because uh, we want to see from Scripture that it's possible for God to be right there, be right there and us not know it. And we don't want to do that. We don't want to be like the people who lived around Jesus during the time that he was right there. They didn't get it. This man, and I've already mentioned him, is Jacob. And uh, when we're going to pick this up, he's come. He's, he's actually running for his life because he, he's such a snarky, awful person. And dishonest, his name actually means deceiver. That's a cruel mother calling a child or father calling their child um, deceiver. But he was. And through deception, he got his older brother's inheritance and his birthright. It made his brother mad, and now he wants to kill Jacob. And so Jacob is running for his life. He stops on his journey uh, to sleep at night, and when he does, he finds a pillow that of a, a rock. <laughs> and he puts his head on this rock and falls asleep. When he does... He has a dream, and heaven is open, and there's this massive stairway coming out of heaven, and angels are going up and down on this massive stairway. And then there's a voice that comes out of heaven and talks to Jacob. One of the things that it says to him is that through him, through Jacob, all the families of the earth are going to be blessed. Oh, wow. It ends up that that is a similar thing that a voice told his a grandfather, Abraham. And what this voice is talking about is through his seed, this seed is talking about Jesus. Through Jesus, all the families of the earth are blessed. Can we just say that sacred word to God? Can we say the word family? Yeah, family. It means so much to God. And so through him would all the families of the earth be blessed, which was something for Jacob to hear because his family is highly dysfunctional. His father didn't really prefer him, and Jacob knew it. His mother didn't prefer his older brother. It's just horrible parenting across the board, terrible parenting. But um, this voice continues to talk to Jacob and says this. What's more, in Genesis 28, verse 15, what's more, I am with you, and I will protect you wherever you go. He said another statement and then he, in the scripture, and then he goes on to say, I will not leave you until I have finished giving you everything I have promised you. Then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I wasn't even aware of it. But he was also afraid and said, What an awesome place this is. It is none other than the house of God, the very gateway to heaven. 
The next morning, Jacob got up very early. He took the stone he had rested his head against, and he set it upright as a memorial pillar. Then he poured olive oil over it. He named that place Bethel, which means house of God, although it was previously called Luz. So I was curious about the word Luz. Uh, One of the churches my dad pioneered, he called it Bethel. It was, he called it Bethel. And uh, so I knew that Bethel meant the house of God, but I didn't know what the word Luz meant. And it does actually, um, in a Bible dictionary, the word Luz uh, in the verb form of Hebrew means to turn aside or away. And the noun means deviation or crookedness. Another uh, meaning of the word is actually describes almond wood, which Luz is most commonly or is often known for this meaning, although uh, archaeology, um, archaeological evidence uh, doesn't show that almond trees grew in that area. So then by default, then it would go back to this other meaning about deviation and being crooked. So this, the name of this town meant like crooked, like something's muck here. It was a Canaanite town. Uh, the Canaanites were famous worshipers of Molech and Baal. Part of their worship called for the sacrifice uh, in fire of babies, of infants actually. And so the place that Jacob was traveling through and where he, he went to sleep was in this really not so good place. It's certainly not, you know, you wouldn't be thinking that it's a sacred place to God at all. This is a Canaanite, a very bad place. And yet, he said, God's in this place. I just wasn't aware of it. What he may have been aware of is what Luz was famous for. What he wasn't aware of was God was in this place. Is it possible that God can be in a place and you not know it? Yeah. Is it possible that if you don't know that God is in that place, you might not even engage with him, and yet he was there for you to interact with? So today we want to uh, look at some things to help us not miss him and miss opportunity for developing relationship with him. Knowing about him is not the same as knowing him. Do you guys troll people? Do you, uh, you don't have to raise your hand. (laughs) Do you look people up? on Facebook or Google them, people like, maybe they're famous people, maybe the people that have lived, maybe, maybe not, but you look at them and you look at pictures of them, you, and um, maybe I will have you raise your hand because I'm feeling very alone up here. I've exposed something. I've become very transparent here. All right. I, I, anyway, I have. I've, I've looked people up before, people that, you know, have lived back in history. But if there's something that I want to know about somebody, you know, you can find out a bit about them on Facebook. But uh, 
you could not say, even though you may know them and uh, know about them, and if you ever have opportunity to meet them, you could even say these words, I feel like I know you because I've read so much about you. Or I feel like I know you because I've heard so much about you. So somebody's told me so much about you. I feel like I've met you or I feel like I know you. But until the moment when you have personal relationship, you can't actually say you know them. I think a lot of people have that experience with God and hear a lot about God, but how's the relationship going where you actually step out of the details and the facts and you uh, engage him? So that's what we're talking about today. The first way that we're going to look at, how can I really know him? First way that we're going to look at, number one, is through Jesus is through Jesus. Yes, in our time of accepting Jesus as our Lord and Savior, which will give opportunity in the end for people to do that, but also by looking into the life of Jesus. Because in John, the 14th chapter, in verse 9, there was uh, Jesus is replying to one of his disciples. Uh, Philip said, God, show us, uh, or Jesus, show us the Father. You've been talking about Father, and back in that time when Jesus uh, was on the earth, no one ever talked about God as Father. That was a very odd way to address God. And so Philip said, show us the Father, and then we'll we'll be satisfied. Jesus replied this way, have I been with you all this time, Philip, and yet you still don't know who I am? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. So why are you asking me to show him to you? If you can, in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, see how Jesus talked to people, how he acted in different scenarios, if you can see how he reacted in different scenarios, if you can watch how he treated women, how he treated children, how he treated his, his disciples, how he treated sick people, how he treated sinners. If you could watch what Jesus did, you would know exactly how God is. He never missed it. It wasn't like sometimes he hit it and you could know you know, that you were getting a good read on how God was, and then sometimes you just never know. Jesus was having a bad day. He never missed it. He always showed us the Father. I really, really encourage, during during a year period of time, read the Gospels. Let Jesus just show you the Father. Let him show you what he's really like. But where do you see that? Well, again, you you can see that in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And that's in the Bible. So that brings us to the second way that we can really come to know God through looking at Jesus to learn who God is. 
The second way is through the word, because in the word you see Jesus, but you also see the will of God. You see the ways of God. You see the promises of God. You see them there. So you say, I want to know God. Then you go to the word. You'll want to go to the word. You want to read the promises. You want to read what God says. Don't stop there, however, because in John, the fifth chapter, go to this verse. This is a really sad verse to me, okay? This is a very sad verse. There were some uh, doctors of the law, actually. They were scholars of Scripture. They studied the Old Testament inside and out. They poured over every single letter. And this is what Jesus said about them. He said, you search the scriptures because you think they give you eternal life, but the scriptures point to me, yet you refuse to come to me to receive this life. Again, it isn't just knowing about, it's knowing him. What the scriptures do is give you access to God. They were never to be the end. Oh, I I know what there is to know because I know this verse. You know that verse, and that verse is a doorway to know the one who said it. If you follow those promises, don't just stick them on the wall or put them in a a note place in your phone or whatever. Follow those promises back to the mouth that spoke them. Someone spoke those words that cannot lie and who loves you. It's an engagement with him. We're um, in this next year going to offer some, some subjects for people whose hearts are hungry to know God, know more of God and know more of his word. We're going to offer some subjects. And after teaching Bible school for the last 40-some years, I, I can tell you there's some people make it to school, make it to the class, but we want to make it to the feet of Jesus. We want to learn from him and have personal relationship with him. We want to use every opportunity to do so. Let's look at the third way that you can develop a relationship and really come to know God. And that's actually in the body of Christ, the body of Christ. If the head of the church, which Jesus is called in scripture, if the head of the church didn't have a body, (laughs) he would just be, you know, he would just be like what we've seen heaps and heaps of in, in Rome when we lived there, those marble Uh, heads that were sculpted out of marble. But actually, Jesus has a body. He has a body. And it's part of him. He claims us as his body, not just metaphorically. He claims us as his body, the way that we express the will of the head You may have a good idea in your physical head to go do something or take something here, but but if your body doesn't express that will, people may think that you don't care or you don't love or you don't want to. 
God has a wonderful and a divine will, but what expresses that will is the body. He has a lot of love to give, but that love often comes not just directly from the head, it comes through physical arms. After this, uh, after this um, you know, this distancing thing, wasn't it nice to sometimes just touch somebody? I don't know, is it? Maybe now, maybe you've gotten weird and spooky about touch, but hey, God believes in it. The body of Christ. He prayed, Paul did, in Ephesians, the first chapter, for a whole church, not just the pastors. He prayed for the whole church. And he said, I pray the Father of glory, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, that he would impart to you the riches of the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of revelation. That can sound real spiritual-like, but it just, there's no way you can get to know God without actually God helping you know him. It's, he's, not like, he's not like learning math. He's not like learning physics. He's not like learning history. He's a person, and he's a spirit, so you can't reach out and touch him. But how do you know him? The Holy Spirit helps us know. And so Paul prayed here that a whole church would have help from God to know him intimately, not just casually. I filled out references on, on quite a few people for jobs or for getting into school or whatever. And on there commonly is a little place, what is your relationship to this applicant? And the first one is, don't know them. Well, they said they, they put you down as a reference. But anyway, there's a box there, don't know them. Next one, casual. Next one, intermittent. It goes all the way up to uh, either very well or intimate. Maybe they don't have intimate on a reference for a job. I don't know. But anyway, really well. I know this person really well. No matter where you are in your relationship with the Lord, but I found this to be the case. If you've ever had a real encounter with him, even to the smallest measurement, there's more. There's, there's more. And that's what we're talking about today. It's not just an initial knowledge, personal knowledge of Jesus and knowing him. It's this ever-deepening intimacy with him that Paul was praying for the whole church, that everyone, kids, can know God. You can tell if people do. He's, his, his light comes out the eyes. You can hear his words in people's words. I, I have one of the joys of my, of my week is in the week. Uh, I, I'm a part of a couple prayer groups and a connect group, and I like to serve. So when we're saying, you know, get connected, 
be connected because it's a part of growing in God. It's not like, oh, you know, that's just a program. No, it's actually the truth. Because I have found this in my connection, not only directly to the head, but also my connection in, in prayer groups, in, in my, in my uh, connect group, and in serving, and my relationships that God has given me. I hear his words through other people. He amplifies his word to me so that I don't miss it. It's wonderful. This last week it happened. There were things that the dots just connected in one of my, uh, it was in the uh, connect group that I had just connected. I thought, oh. And it came through the mouths of other people in the connect group. I love when that happens. I feel like I was so enriched and I came to know God more. Let's look at the fourth way, talking to him with an open heart. Any relationship, friendship, marriage, any kind of a relationship that ever got from A to B, there had to be some kind of communication. Even if there was physical distance, there had to be letters back in that day it has to be inter- through the internet or something. There has to be communication. And then relationship begins. Relationship begins to unravel when communication stops or if, if it dries up. If you want to intensify a relationship, you have to stir up the talking, the communication. It isn't just inhabiting the same physical space, sharing a physical table, sitting at the same couch with somebody, riding in the same car with somebody. It's communication, heartfelt communication, honest communication, not hiding anything. It's the same way with God. If you want to go from not just A to B, but if you're somewhere else in your relationship with the Lord and you, 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 you want to keep growing, it happens in the ways that we've just discussed, but it happens through communication, talking, not hiding anything. For sure, don't try to play spiritual with him. I have done that. I have done that. I have put on the sound of prayer and the sound, you know, just talking and doing the cliche thing of what I've heard other people. I've done that before. And you know what happens? I get so bored with myself. I just want to go to sleep on myself. It's like, oh, I'm done with this. But when you actually talk with God... He's been the most thrilling thing of any day of my life. I've gone back over journals that I've written down things like what uh, Jenny was talking about, how it just comes, it'll almost sound like your, your own heart. I'd just write it down. It seemed simple at the time. Go back and read it, and I'm thinking, that's way too smart for me. <sighs> Could have never gotten that myself. Had to, had to have come from God. 
Be honest. Listen to this. Acknowledge because these things, cares, mistakes, doubts, the uglies, you'll find they'll become debris between a vibrant relationship with him. So, rather than defaulting to the weird human way of dealing with those things, and that's trying to fix it, don't. He said, bring it. Bring it. Tell me your cares. If you've done something foolish, you've said something bad, you've hurt your spouse, you've not been right, Rather than trying to fix it so you can look spiritual to him, bring that and give it to him. When you're really honest about those life stuff, those are the kind of things that intensify relationship when you're, you get past the, hi, how are you doing? Oh, it's really hot. Woo, this humidity. Wow, what you doing for Christmas? Da, 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 da. And you don't even have to wait for them to answer because you're really not interested. You're just talking to flap the lips. You know that kind of a deal? We don't want to flap our lips with God. We actually want to have a relationship with him. So it's talking about things that matter to our hearts which are those kind of things. Acknowledge and bring them to him. Give them to him. But don't stop there. Don't don't stop with just acknowledging all the ugly and all the hurt and all the whatever that's going on. Don't stop there. Get it out of the way. Acknowledge your beliefs. What do you believe? What I liked about Antoni... Tony could probably remember it because he grew up Catholic, is the creed. And I probably, who else spoke creed, uh, the creed growing up? Wave your hand. You could probably all say it. Yeah. There, and they, recently a song's been made out, off of that creed that is just gives me goosebumps. We're supposed to acknowledge what we believe. Not just believe what we believe. Acknowledge what we believe. Say what we believe. When was the last time you said it? I believe there is a God. In a world that is, you know, there's such a a current towards atheism. I believe there is a God. I believe you are. Often my day, day, the way that I start in prayer, just my own time, my own personal time, is that I believe you are. I believe you were, you are, and you will come. And I'm talking to not just, not just a cloud, I'm talking to you. And you're happy about it. Let's go on. Talk about your beliefs. Because what you believe of truth, in the, in the light of him, you see light. Rather than stay with the dark in your life, like, oh, I got God, I've got this problem. Give that to him, yes. But don't stay there. What do you believe? If the only thing, you say, I have so many doubts, I have so many, uh, uh, you know, I, do, I don't understand this, I don't know this. 
What do you know? And I remember one time, there was so much. Okay, I'll tell you when it was. I was trying to decide if Tony and I, he, he was so, he loved me so. Okay, he was crazy for me for years. But I was trying to decide if I should, if we should get married. And I was just, I was just like, knots in my stomach about it. I didn't want to do the wrong thing. I didn't, and I'd made mistakes in the past, and I'd, in decisions, and so I didn't want to do the wrong thing. And there were so many things I didn't know about our future. Will that work? Will that work? Will this work? Will that work? And you know where I backed up to? I believe there is a God, and I know him. And as soon as I said that, the light came on. Okay, I don't know the future, but I know the one who holds the future. And if you can know that, if you can know him, he can navigate you through anything. Then build on your beliefs. Hebrews 11, verse 6 says, It's impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who comes to God must believe he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Psalms 36, verse 9 says, In his light you see light. So just get in, in his light, in the light of his, of his love, in the light of his person, in the light of his word. Just get in that light. And you don't have to be the amazing, you know, amazing understander-er. He is. And he turns the light on. And things become clear. Luz. That city of Luz. It's an ugly place. You wouldn't think that you'd find God in a place like that. But the truth of the matter is there is no place you can't find God. When you believe in him, when you activate your faith by saying, I believe there is a God and he is here. He's not just in heaven. He is here. Why don't we just stop right now and do that? Put your hand on your chest and say, I believe there is a God. He is my father. He is with me. He is for me. And he is in me. Amen. That's something that they never had in the Old Testament. He is actually in us. So I would like to, I'd like to encourage you in your talking to him to actually talk to him always in ways that build that faith that he is here. Let me give you an example. Sometimes in our prayers, we've learned this prayer, I think from, you know, maybe we've all prayed this prayer, we've heard it prayed, but it doesn't actually build the faith that he is here and he is in us. And that's the prayer of saying, God, we invite you into this time. We invite you to come. Did that mean that he wasn't there before your invitation? Was he not there until you said, come? 
No, he was there. He was there. How about if we just say, God, help me to be aware that you are here. Help us as a church family that when we come together, that we are absolutely clear that God is here. You say, but I don't see any manifestation. Who needs manifestation? He said he was here. He said he would never leave or forsake. And when we believe that he did not lie, that he is here in that faith, he manifests himself. Praise the Lord. Let's do this. There's a prayer that Paul prayed at the end of his life after, you know, being caught up into the third heaven, whether in the body or out of the body, he couldn't tell. You know, and he heard all kind of revelation, which he wrote in the, gospel, or in, the, in the books that he wrote. But at the end of his life, he still said this, I continually long, in Philippians 3.10, I continually long to know the wonders of Jesus more fully. You know why he said that? Because he knew him. And when you know him, you want to know him more. I can tell you this. Because of the time I'm talking to the Lord, and I felt like the Lord wanted to talk about this, me to share this. He is the instigator of every relationship with, with us. He's instigated. If there's anything about God in you, he instigated it. He started it. If it's gotten stagnant, he's coming after you again. And the reason I'm talking about it is he's been talking to you. He's been talking to you. He's knocking on the door, and he wants a more precious relationship than where it is right now. Mark where your relationship with the Lord is because I believe in 2021, God wants there to be spectacular growth of knowing things about God. How do you know him? Well, you know him by sitting down with the word. You know him by times of, of prayer. You know him by Bible study. But I tell you, when else you know him? You know him when the whole world around you looks dark and when the voices around you are mean and scary and you believe that he's there and you listen for his voice and he talks to you and there's a way, there is a way that you engage with him during a difficult time that you didn't even know you needed to. There's things I've come to know about God from Bible school that also helped me in all life. There's things I learned when I was, when I had a bad report from the doctor. And my husband's face couldn't change that for me. And my parents' face couldn't change that for me. But Jesus did. 
You look for his face in every season of life. I don't know what next year is going to bring, but it doesn't matter if we're with him. I'm talking about in the sense of we're going to keep going. We're going to keep growing. We're going to keep triumphing. We're going to keep doing the will of God. We're going to keep bringing his will to bear in this world and representing him like Jesus did too. Can you come? I'd like us to pray a prayer. You know, when we were just um, singing, which the worship this morning was just so, so precious. But I did. I saw the Lord standing at not just some people's heart, everybody's heart. He's knocking. He won't bust the door in. He won't. But he won't quit knocking either. He's been knocking and I just I'm just basically one of the sisters in the family to just say Father's trying to get your attention. Jesus is trying to get your attention. Go to your heart's door. Open the door and say I want more of you. He promised this. He said, if you'll open the door of your heart, he will come in into your life initially if you've never asked Jesus into your heart. You can know about him, have even said the creed, but have you ever asked Jesus into your heart? Today's that day. But if you have asked Jesus into your heart, you've had a relationship with him, but some things have just, you know, kind of just... Can it just, okay, we've been circling here a while. He's knocking at the door. For those of you who've known him for years, and he talked to you yesterday, he's still knocking at the door. Can we just pray this prayer all together? The first prayer I pray is going to be for people to ask him into their heart to be their Lord. The second prayer I pray is for an ongoing relationship with Jesus. Are you ready? Can we just pray both prayers all together? And those of you that are online, join us. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for loving me, for loving the whole world, and giving your only Son to make a way for me to come to you for dealing with the sin and everything that is wrong that was in between me and you Jesus thank you for dying for me I believe it I believe you did and I also believe God raised you from the dead I call you my Lord. Today, the first Sunday in December, Jesus, be my Lord. Be my Savior. Amen.
Now let's pray this prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for making yourself real to me. Thank you for giving me Jesus. Thank you for giving me the Holy Spirit. Thank you for giving me the Word. Thank you, dear Heavenly Father, for giving me a way to know you. I want to know you. I want to know you more. I want to know you more deeply. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's do this because he heard that. And if you meant that, be watching for him. Look for him every day. Not just, not just in the good place. Any place. Look for him. Let's just put our hands up in acknowledgement that he is here. Dear Father, I believe you're right here. You're here, and you're here in my home. When I go home today, I lift my hands up and I praise you because you're where I live. You're where I work. You're where I travel. You're in my car. You're everywhere I am. I acknowledge you, God. You're talking to me, and I am listening for your voice. In Jesus' precious name, amen. If you would like more information or resources on this or other topics, or if you would like to sow into this ministry financially to help us share messages just like this one each week, please visit our website at brainer.org.au.